Welcome to the Lingless Lounge, a podcast dedicated to all us world language teachers who want a place for ideas, humor, and professional development. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out in the field of language education, we aim to offer valuable insights and practical tips to help you improve your teaching skills that will better connect you with your students and your craft. From classroom strategies and lesson planning to cultural immersion and technology integration, we cover it all in a fun, quick, and engaging way that will leave you feeling inspired and motivated to take your teaching to the next level. Welcome back, everybody, to The Lounge. I'm Luke. I'm Heather. And this week, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I want to say Delee is taking the week off, but she wishes everyone well, and we love her, and can't wait to have her back. She's just missing this week. Um, but we have a very special guest, like I was saying, with us, and I would like to introduce everybody in, vo- in voice, not in person, as you cannot see her, mm. but she is here. She's not being phoned in or mm-hmm. zoomed in. She's live in the flesh. In like the flesh. I could reach out. Yeah, we're looking at her. Live in the lounge. That's right. <gasps> oh, to Miss Abigail Budjacheski. She she don't like that probably. <laughs> you know my name is actually not Abigail. Oh my. What is it? Abby. Oh, it's just Abby. See, I get oh. that too sometimes because my name is just Luke. I was three days old and I didn't have a name and they were like, ma'am, can you pick a name? And they handed my mom a baby <laughs> book and she was like, Abby is really? fine. That's <laughs> that's first name in down. there. <laughs> she flipped open to page one. She's like, A, B. That's She's perfect. Like, mm, we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with that. Oh, I love that for you. Miss huh. Negrelli, if you're listening out there, you, you made a good choice. You did. Um, so she is one of our assistant principals here at our school. Mm-hmm. And I think, well, really the, the goal here of this podcast, the episode that we're doing is to get a little bit of feedback from an administrator's perspective on what kind of things they look for when they go in a world language classroom, especially with us going into the season of observation season. And, you know, first of the year, we've been talking a lot about um, all the tools and tips that we have gathered and garnered over the years of teaching. And now I think it would be really interesting to talk about things that maybe you can't prepare as easily for to maybe mm. get some insight on, you know, from an administrator's point of view, what are they looking for? And obviously every administrator is different, but mm-hmm. on a whole, I think that they have things that they look for, especially if you're in the state of Tennessee, we definitely have a rubric that we are abiding by. But mm-hmm. um, I would like to get a little background on you first. Well, so is this like insider? Because is she observing you? Like, I don't know who's observing. Y- she's observing me. Yes. Oh, how inter- See, I don't, it's like a mystery to me. Do you know? Oh, I know who's observing you. You do? Oh. Yeah. So it's I not think I do, too. Well, we talked about you? it. <laughs> we did talk about okay. it. I do know who's observing you. I have the rest of the world. I have everybody but except me? for you, and then I don't have American Sign Language. Huh. But I have all the Spanish. How interesting. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just what's the way that the cookie crumbled this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, but any anywho, I would love to, first of all, let's let's talk about your background a little bit. So, I know that you're not from Tennessee originally. I am not from Tennessee originally. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I live Ohio. Ohio. I was born there, lived in Cleveland, and then I went to Kent State University, stuck around, got my master's in school counseling. And somewhere along the way, you know, Kent State is a very college town, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so even though I was only like 23 or 24, I was the oldest person, and I was like, <laughs> I have to 
get out of this town. There it's just college kids here. And then if you're familiar with Northeast Ohio, the weather is not kind in the winter. Mm-hmm. And my now husband, we were just dating at the time, but he has he has a very specific memory of me coming home just with my work bag and my school bag. And I was like covered with snow and I dropped my stuff and I was like, we are moving <laughs> when I am done with my master's. And we did. And we went and we visited a handful of different places. And Nashville was like in our top three. Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple friends that moved mm-hmm. here. And so I came to visit. And then I called him and I said, I got an apartment. So <laughs> we're moving here. So, Surprise. so did the apartment Surprise. come before the jobs? Yes, oh, okay. it did. I bartended for a while. And then the job came after that, long after that, because we moved in July. So the school year was like off and running already. Hmm. So I got my license to be a substitute teacher. And then I did an interim school counseling position. And that was kind of how I got in the Mm, door. And then I took a job at another school in our district for five years. And then I ended up here in the school counseling department and then glided into administration oh from there. Dang. Interesting. It's just it just was meant to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I was still on maternity leave when I took mm. this job too, mm. and so I was so nervous. You know, when the position opened up, I was, you know, still fresh from having a baby. Yeah. I wasn't coming back to work for another couple of weeks, and I was like, well, I should throw my name in the ring. You know, why not? They're not going to know I'm interested unless I do. Right. And then when our principal called me to offer me the job, I hung up the phone and like burst into tears. And I was like, I'm still on maternity leave. What am I doing? What, am, what did I just get myself into? But it was, it's been the best thing. It's, yeah. This is year, year three. And I love it. I'm so glad that this is the way it worked out. Yeah. Mm. So what made you want to go switch from school counseling or counseling in general to administration? You know, I always knew that I probably wanted to end up in some type of leadership Mm -hmm. role at some point and I also always knew that I never wanted to be a teacher yeah god Mm. bless you guys I (laughs) I never wanted to be a classroom teacher but I always wanted to be at a school Hmm. and so administration kind of felt like a good fit the school I was at for five years as a counselor was very small Mm -hmm. and I started to feel like I was becoming a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. So it was like, what can I do next? What is mm. my next step going mm. to be? And so, you know, I swear every fall break, I just, all that time off made like something quick. Like one fall break, I got a cat. <laughs> um, and then the following year, I signed up for grad school yet again to get my leadership endorsement. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I went uh, to- Are you going to do anything this fall break? Do you have any plans? I hope or it doesn't I smack you until it's gonna I have to wait. It's very spontaneous. I have to wait and see. You never know. <laughs> Honestly, I did start Googling PhDs the other day, oh and I was my. like, what am I doing? How many degrees am I going to get you before I just You need all of stop? them. Mm. Apparently. They're like baseball cards. <laughs> I do not recommend the PhDs. Not for the... It's not for the faint of heart. My husband's on the end of his. He'll get his. He's defending on Thursday. So. Congratulations, Brett, by the way. Yeah. That's amazing. I know yeah. he listens. It's so. a long... It's been a long time. We're very proud of you. It's about time. <laughs> no, he is. He's a. 
if if you know Heather's husband, he's very smart, mm-hmm. very smart, very smart, super intellectual guy. But he he has to be done. He he he's got to be done. <laughs> like you said, there's only so many degrees to be got. It is time. I'm hoping this fall break, nothing hits you. Nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want. I don't need a spark of. <laughs> impulsivity to happen well you may just get it anyway <laughs> who knows I might come home with a dog i uh, don't know to your track record mm. <laughs> yes so uh so let's see you can you share with us like what your favorite part about being an administrator is i know there's so many fun things that you do i wish you could <laughs> see me saying that because that's layered in sarcasm <laughs> dripping in sarcasm <laughs> Our days are so busy with so many little things. Sometimes sure. I'll go home and my husband will be like, what'd you do today? And I'm like, I don't know. Honestly. He's like, you didn't text me at all. And I'm like, not once. <laughs> I I forgot you existed, to be honest. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think my favorite thing, I love getting to have my hand in so many different things that go on in this school. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I wish was available to everybody is just getting to see all the really cool and amazing things that are happening every day that teachers don't get to see because Mm -hmm. they're in their own department in their room Mm -hmm. with their doors shut teaching and i i love that i get to experience all of that and Mm -hmm. at the school that we work at which there's so many amazing things going on i walk into one room and kids are fixing a car yeah and then i and then i go down the hallway and there is a dog and they're (laughs) learning how to groom the dog Mm -hmm. and then i go upstairs and it's something totally different they're making homemade ranch and culinary we just have so many different programs that we offer and i love that i get to be a part of all of that yeah and see it because we, well, I mean, we hear about it as yeah. teachers, but we never get to experience it. We think it. it exists somewhere. Yeah. Yes, you know it's there. It's in the you back just building. You don't get to see it. <laughs> and then, honestly, I love when graduation day rolls around mm-hmm. and you just see those kids that you, mm-hmm. like, fought so hard mm-hmm. for and you're like, you are giving me gray hair. <laughs> Gosh, I love you. And you yes. did it. And you're here. Yeah. And then we just do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it's a drag across the stage, not a walk. But they made it. <laughs> they did, yeah. And they're always, at graduation is such a special day anyways because they always, you see them in a different light, mm-hmm. I think, yes. a lot of times. Yes. You can r- forget all of the the iniquity of the past like you look at the kid and you're like i'm so proud of you <laughs> you may have like trauma over it but i feel like that starts at prom mm-hmm. they look so grown up yeah. and mature oh, and happy and yep. and then you're just like wow and those are the cool moments that if you work um not in a high school you don't get to see yeah that's right. true and i don't think about that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and then secondarily to that question is the up the opposite end what do you think is the most menial task that you do mm. that you just despise doing i need to preface this by saying miss bud is our testing coordinator <laughs> so she deals with everything related to standardized testing all of it but actually i wasn't going to pick something oh, testing really? related really? That's, she's sure that's found her she's found her niche <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> and of course, exams and ACT exams were going to be my calling, but they <laughs> are. <laughs> but some things that I oversee that, you know, like dress code oh, and, yeah. mm. um, you know, being tardy to class, because those things in the big picture are not 
super important. Mm-hmm. Oh, the tardy thing is though. The tardy thing that is has been yes. incredible. Yes, incredible. Um, I don't know about on y'all's end, but the kids are in the rooms. Like, it's getting that. so much better, yeah. and then that is a life skill. You have to be able to get somewhere on time, right? And you have to be able to, you know, these kids are starting to drive. You have to navigate traffic mm-hmm. and and figure that time in. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't always do that to be honest, but. Yeah, it is a life skill. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's something, you know, I hate, you know, that I'm always being the one, you know, Mm -hmm. get to class, get to class, get to class, because it gets tedious and redundant. Yeah. But but it is so important. It is a life skill. And then dress code, you know, it's something, it's a little thing. But if we don't manage the little things, they just turn into big things. things. And we're so blessed to work at the school that we do that thankfully those little things are kind of the extent of it. Yeah. Um, but it can get pretty tedious yeah. and, you know, I have to tell girls to zip up their Every jacket day. and, and then they you know, zip it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about the fact that we, we so often on the, on the podcast talk about how much of a great school we work at that. I'm mm-hmm. like, there are like 12 people clicking off the podcast right now. They're like, I don't want to hear about your great school anymore. <laughs> it really is a great school though. It really, it really is. is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. every school has their things. Mm-hmm that they deal with and of course we have that too but overall i feel lucky to be here Mm -hmm. well we're very lucky to have you you (gasps) are so we have also the privilege of having miss bud as our i don't know you're like the assistant principal over the world language what would you call that sometimes i just say because i'm not your plc right i was gonna say i just say like plc PLC admin professional learning community Come on. See, there's it's alphabet soup. That's what it's I because they change it every five years. Sure. Yeah. It used to be like, what, uh, department? This just was department. <laughs> right. And now it's like. But why, do, well, like, why wasn't department good enough? I don't know. Because we're learning in community. Mm-hmm. And we're professionals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, we're going to segue into weekly highs and lows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am going to not go first. Oh. Okay, I'll so, go then. Okay, great. Um, so my high, um, we actually had a really great weekend, um, drama-free weekend, which are my very favorite kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so drama-free weekend and um, the fair. I just, y'all, I just love the fair. Like you, I know you do not love the fair. Well, it's just, yeah, no. I do, though. <laughs> it's, I it's just 100 degrees here right now. Well, it's 100 degrees when you get there, but then the sun sets and then it's perfect. And do you get fair food? Oh, yes. What's love. your favorite? Uh Fried Twinkie. <gasps> she does love a Twinkie. Never had one. Love you love a regular Twinkie. I've never Twinkie. had a regular Twinkie either. They're pretty good. Yeah. Unless they're the slightest bit stale, then they're disgusting. But the fair, mm. honestly, and it's the reason it's is a lot of lard in the there. fair reminds me of, like, when we first moved down here, like, we moved down here, we didn't even have a house. We didn't have a house, we didn't have a job. And, like, the fair was, like, the moment where I was like, you know what? I think it might be okay, which seems like a weird place for that real thing okay. to happen. But that's why the fair means Sometimes so that's what it means. This is where I belong. Yeah. It was it was that one one of those moments. So I love the fair. And also, I don't to give you a little context. We have we're like the Tennessee State Fair here, so it's like a big, a big ordeal. Deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. So we did that in a low. Um, just been super tired. Just mm-hmm. you know, but that's also because um, I don't know. I'm just uh, speaking into a lot of lives, and that is exhausting, you know, mentally. But it's also good because that's what that's what you do. What, why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll go next. I don't want to make you... I'll, I'll save you for last since you're the guest. Oh, wow. I was ready to go okay, next. Okay, then please oh, do. <laughs> Jump right in. From a professional standpoint, 
a high. So we have an adult high school. So several of our students that are seniors have decided to not finish their senior year at our school, but they go to the adult high school. That's Mm -hmm. my child. She had her first day there today. Ah, yes. That's exciting. It is. She's pumped. And um, we have already had, I think, three seniors that have already graduated. Graduated. They're already done. Mm -hmm. And it's great because they weren't going to make it. Mm-hmm. till may yeah you yeah. know and so just being able to have that alternative pathway for them mm-hmm. and now they're done and they have their diploma is yeah. amazing yeah from a personal standpoint um we had a great weekend we have a boat and so we mm. my, i have a two-year-old daughter and so we took her out on the boat and every weekend she becomes a better and better swimmer and she's comfortable nice. in the water and floating around with her little floaties on and we even like bypassed her nap to just stay out on the water longer and it was a great day and so that was wonderful bless you because anytime i bypass a nap it's never (laughs) well that also (laughs) means it's my nap time yes going away we call it quiet time because she don't sleep no more (laughs) really yeah we just won't nap no well she's four yeah that's right i was thinking she was still three she turned four she just turned four Mm -hmm. yeah wow so we we pushed it. She dozed off on the. We did like a boat ride on the way back in, and she dozed off for like a half hour. So that's good though. Yeah, I was really resilient. Children. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the low, um, this school year, and even today, y'all probably don't even know this. Uh, we've had a lot of medical emergencies. Mm. We have called mm. the ambulance more times really? so far this school year than all year last year. No way. And today was one of them. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, a student had a, a medical issue, kind of like a seizure type episode. Oh my. And and it, every time it happens, it's just you feel so bad for yeah. the student and usually the teacher in that classroom, because that's not something that they're used to. Yeah. Yeah. But our teachers are so amazing at dealing with that kind of thing. And everyone knows the protocol. and We all know what to do. Our students are really respectful in that moment and they just step they just step out and let everybody do what they need to do. But my gosh, this year, hmm. there's been a lot of medical issues. It seemed like that. And so um, that would be my low. Yeah, we had the ambulance here today. Hmm. Wow. I, I think I saw, well, I don't know if I saw, but I definitely heard whisperings mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you? My weekly high would be, this was the first weekend, usually... I usually talk professionally, like b- what my high is professionally, but I think personally, my the weekend that I had was very slow and and boring. <laughs> that yeah, sounds really bad, but that sounds amazing. Yeah, because like the last, you know, the weekends prior to this have just been so busy, and like we've just been doing so much stuff, and just you know, like last weekend was not last weekend, but two weekends ago was my daughter's birthday party with like a thousand people at my house. <laughs> no offense, love them all, but there were just so many people there, and it was not it was. Very tiring. Do you have a theme for the party? Obviously. Bluey. Bluey. Was yeah. the nines. Love yeah. Bluey. Yeah, it was really cute. And then the week before that was puppy. We got a puppy. We oh had to yeah. drive to Chattanooga and get the puppy. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just you been didn't busy. Have to. You did that. No, I did. I didn't have to, but yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I went and got it. So we're we are a two family, two dog family now. But um that was good because it I think it just gave me time to like also, as you know, as a sidebar, I did go into the weekend very stressed out and like very emotionally mm, unavailable. So it was nice to have that like chance to like just recharge and like think and mm-hmm. 
Heather, Heather was helpful. Heather was very helpful this weekend too. See, no. um, I do what I can. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> and are you feeling better? Yes, I feel better today. That's yeah. Great. Um, and then low. I don't know. I don't. Th- I think really. For, okay, so over the past week, it's just been like getting. Like it's always just such a struggle to get from like point A to point B sometimes in these classes because it's like we go from like doing like introductions and greetings and goodbyes and then you have to go straight into like a grammar concept and it's like that's like hitting a wall sometimes because mm. they have to think back if you teach level one you really have to make your kids think back to like first and second grade mm. to equate things yeah. you know so it, it it is a struggle in that way just to kind of get like the gears turning and like also trying to figure out create creative ways to, to do, do that because there's yeah. not there's only so many things you can do before it's just like I don't mm-hmm. know what else to do. Yeah. So although I you know what I speaking of grammar things like I changed it up a little bit this this um year and like I just changed the writing prompt for what they're gonna do for chapter yeah. one and like I made it longer. But the kids did so good with it. And several of them mentioned like, oh, I wasn't quite sure of the ending, which means they're already thinking of the grammar before yeah. I've even covered it. So like I was actually like, huh, well, that is that is shocking. Whatever that and is it, that you've got, we need to bottle that. Right. Up. Yeah. But yep. just the curiosity about it. So I guess that's mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. that's something that I didn't think was possible to peak curiosity with grammar, yeah. but they've already like picked up on it a yeah. little bit. Not, you know, perfected it by any means, but they've picked up on yeah. it, which means we can, you know snap onto that mm-hmm. when we go to talk about it. So. I love those little bits of sort of like, y- I don't know, it, get, it does, you get inspired when that happens. Yes. You're like, oh, yes. Oh, for sure. We, we can work with this. We can this. work with that, exactly. Mm-hmm. At least there's going to be two people who know what's going on. That's right. What well, <laughs> also gives you confirmation, oh, what I'm what I'm doing is working. Yep. And yeah. I'm going to build off of yes. this. Yes. It's nice to have these moments too because, especially the ones that I'm talking about because it's like you can kind of go back to the drawing board before it's too late. Mm-hmm. You know, if you notice like day one, it's like, it's not working then I can go in day two and do something different. And that's what I did today, yeah. yesterday, which is really ironic that we're having this. It's, it's almost like it was meant to be this way. It was meant to be <laughs> this but way. I was having a conversation with Miss Bud yesterday about how I just felt like I had to go back to the drawing board mm-hmm. with some yeah. of the classes. Cause they were, they were stressing me out a little bit with well, what Dilly they could do. Well, and I had the same conversation today, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so but it was... But I feel like that, is that probably something that you look for and are happy that you see when we're like, we do something, we see it doesn't work, and then we go like try to figure it out instead of like trying to power our way through? Is that Well, I think statement? you guys are also good at like being willing to kind of self-evaluate. And the, instead of just powering through, you're like, I'm going to make a change because this isn't quite working. Mm-hmm. Or it's working for my... You know, fifth block class, but it's not working for my third Mm -hmm. block class. So, even just between blocks, it can be totally different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so that's what I had to do today. Like, long story short, I just had to go back yesterday after the whole thing and be like, "What can I do to tomorrow to practice this thing as much as possible to make sure that they understand it?" Mm -hmm. For me, it was subject pronouns. It was. It's just. It's always a struggle to teach sub- subject pronouns because you just your mind doesn't think about those anymore. It's like you learned them in first grade mm-hmm. or whenever you learn subject pronouns, and then you just delete all that information. <laughs> you just do it by rote. <laughs> and I don't like to teach things by rote. I want to like give you a reason Why? and like. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, make you connect the dots from A to B. So it's it's not always going to be that word. It may be another word shrouded, mm-hmm. and you have to go back to that word. So. That's what we did today. We just did a bunch of games where they had to do subject pronouns, and they loved it. They were like, I always hear this one kid, and I think he, I don't know if he means it as like a compliment or not, but he never says it to me. He's always saying it to somebody. He's like, I'm so glad we do fun things in here. And I'm always like, yes. Yes. 
It's great. You don't know you're learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Disguise their Disguise learning. It. Yeah. And, and I always ask, I always ask them at the end of the class too, like, how do you feel now? Do you feel better than you did yesterday? And they're always like, yes, yes, yes. So that was really great for That's me. Good. They'd probably needed that then. Yeah. They definitely needed it because... Yesterday was a hot mess, <laughs> but it was it was great today. So Some that's days all that matters. Be like that, you know? Some days do be like that. <laughs> just do. Um, so I wanted to have Miss Bud on here for a couple of reasons. Number one, because she's fun and she's great to talk to, <laughs> and number two, because I just thought it'd be like I said earlier, this would be a really interesting perspective from administration to say as they come into your classrooms this year, what are they looking for? Obviously, not every administration administrator or administration team is the same. But on a whole, what are things that are good or um, what are things that they look for? What are like uh, strategies that would impress them, I mm. guess? That's a and good question. So I thought that was a good question. Maybe yeah. That in there. And so I just kind of want to get things rolling here with the first question, which are what are some of the qualities or indicators that you look for in world language classrooms specifically that are valuable to you? Like what do you what do you think is a. A, um, a success indicator? For me, I think, and one of the things I love most about a world language classroom is that you guys are not, you don't fall into that category of a tested subject, like that pressure that gets put on some of our English and science and math teachers. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have that pressure. So here, it gives you anyway. <laughs> here, <laughs> yes. So it gives you the ability ability to kind of like think outside the box a little bit and mm -hmm. be a little bit more creative with what you're doing because there's not that fear of well you know I have to do it this way because this is what gets results on the end of course exam right mm -hmm. so you guys can kind of like flow a little bit and be creative um, and so I think for me like what I am looking for is getting the students engaged and excited because learning a new language, one, is hard, but it should be fun and mm. it should be exciting. And that's a great skill to have in so many different areas of life. Mm -hmm. So I want to see them kind of excited and engaged. And there's so many different things that you guys do and can do with that. And like you said, you can incorporate games. And some of the things we've already talked about this week mm -hmm. are incorporating music and culture and food and all of that should be fun and exciting and enough to kind of hook them in and spark, right. spark that curiosity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as you are, or as you have been and will be evaluating like the world language teachers, like what is, what do you look for in a teacher? I mean, obviously we talk about getting kids engaged and getting kids interested, but like, what does that mean for the teacher? Like, what is that? What, how does that person interact with their kids? I think the first couple weeks of school are so important because the teacher decides what they want their environment to look like. And I think that sets the stage for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. And so I think those first couple of days where you guys are really just trying to get to know your kids really kind of laid the groundwork because so many times, well, thankfully not so many times, but you know, it happens where a student, one small thing will happen and the student is done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have lost respect for that teacher or they feel like the teacher doesn't hear them mm -hmm. or is not listening to them or doesn't want to hear what they have to say. And then it's really hard to get them back on your side. So after you've lost them. After you've yeah. lost them. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to get them back. Mm -hmm. And so if you can spend those first couple of days or that first week 
just getting them to trust you and like you and respect you, a child will work hard for somebody that they like. Mm -hmm. And the content is going to happen. That's going to fall into place. But if they don't respect you and if they don't think that you care about them, you've already lost them and you haven't even started. Mm. So I think that first, you know, week or two are really important for the teacher to kind of, um, you know, hit the ground running in the sense of here's what we're going to do. I've got a lot of fun and exciting things, but also kind of um, setting boundaries to keep the Mm -hmm. environment safe so they feel welcome there. They should feel like you want them there. And doing all that, is going to help the rest of the semester go a lot more smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We t- and we talk about this often in the department too, but in the PLC, but he- I can't remember <laughs> the exact term because Heather, he- Heather always reminds me of what it is, but it is the understanding that you're going to make a mistake and that's okay. Mm. And setting the tone early, like that we we're not here to like, this is the thing that I always go back to every year. It's like, I'm not here to judge you. To be totally honest with you, I'm probably the only person in this classroom that knows when you're wrong anyway. So <laughs> true. They have to point, they're yeah. gonna make a lot mm-hmm. of mistakes right. because they're speaking a new language. But they don't it's necessarily know their mistakes is the other thing. That's right. And yes. the other kids don't either, no. actually. So if you set that environment for them to feel comfortable doing that, and mm-hmm. and honestly, that probably wouldn't happen if you didn't set that tone yes. mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise they might not feel comfortable sharing i mean they're teenagers they they're self-conscious about everything they're going to be self-conscious about calling out some words in another language in class yes yeah or even like like today i had a kid he has been decently good um but then today he just like clammed up inside of himself and i was like oh shoot i just lost him you know thinking i just Mm -hmm. lost him and i was like why don't you just go cool off go to the bathroom you know come back and then and he got back on it like i had to sit down and talk with him but that's the other thing like just taking time like noticing you know and for them to know that you're going to notice when they're having a bad day mm-hmm. and you're going to take some extra time, like that investment is, is so important. Yeah. Well, and you took the time and one you noticed mm-hmm. yeah. and took the time to kind of help him get back on track. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that, that is, but I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we always, <coughs> we always have this conversation too, but it's like, we, we want to make sure that, like, we we may be the only peop- people all day that notice them or, like, love right. them. I'm yeah. putting love in exactly. quotation marks. But that show interest in what they have got going on. Yeah. We do have the, like, I feel like we do have a lot of time to do that in world language. Mm-hmm. Which is, thank, thank you for your trust. Yeah, <laughs> because honestly. Because we, we do not take advantage of it. I mean, we, I mean, we do take advantage of it in a positive way. We don't, like, you know. But yeah. we do it to do the things like invest in kids because that's what we're here for. Yes, yes. So thank you for trusting us. <laughs> so I'd like to walk through just like a normal beginning portion of observation. So what I mean by that is what is the first thing that you would do when you're going to be observing someone? Like when I walk into the classroom and uh, the oh observation or even is before, starting? Even the, before the, even the, the, planning, the, conference. Yeah, the planning conference. I love the planning conference because it's, it gives me a heads up of what, what should I expect? What can I look for? Mm-hmm. And if something sounds like maybe not quite right, well, we can talk about it. And that gives you, you know, some time before I come in for the observation to think about it. And so just being able to... Um, kind of set the stage for what I'm going to see mm-hmm. helps me so that when I walk in, it's like, okay, this is kind of what I'm looking for, but I really want to see how they can take this plan and put it into action mm-hmm. in right. the classroom. And so 
I script everything. I mean, I'm sure you have seen us when you're we're in your mm-hmm. rooms and like we're just writing the whole time. I am writing down almost verbatim of what's happening, like what the students are saying, what the teacher is saying, what's the environment feel like, what does it look like? Is mm. is it a big blank room without anything on the wall mm-hmm. or are there things to look at and you know Luke like like we were even talking about your classroom the other day and I said you can't come in here and not learn something <laughs> because even <laughs> just looking around the room there's vocabulary words mm-hmm. there's flags there's um posters I mean there's so much to look at mm-hmm. but it's not distracting it's appropriate it is on task things and it's like you know you can look around the room Mm -hmm. and even just soak in information without Mm -hmm. being taught which you can kind of tell too like when we have our focus kids in their like homeroom whatever because they're not our students i mean they are right they aren't you know and they're not really in our like german or spanish classes but even they pick up on some of the things so like you're talking about they even kids who aren't in the class notice and are like learning is happening here so like even they pick up on it yeah yeah that's always my goal was to provide enough an unobtrusive scaffolding. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you think that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going from the playing conference, I, I want to just take a side note here to say the f- I l- also like the playing conference because it just gives me like a chance to like really sometimes when people come into your classroom, you don't always get to like explain the scenario mm-hmm. and you and, and you know, the administration, they don't know every child. So it's also a good time to be like Bobby Joe. He's a little stinker. So they know, like, to be w- looking for Bobby Joe. Yes, yeah. I, I like to keep mine pretty, just, like, informal. I want it to mm-hmm. be a back-and-forth conversation. Yes, I have my questions, and, and we'll hit them. But what are the special circumstances? Yeah. What what should I know coming mm-hmm. into your yeah. room? Talk to me a little bit about, you know, how your classes have been going so far. And so it's it does just kind of, like, set the stage. And I feel like it gives me the background knowledge that I need mm-hmm. to be able to then go in and yeah. observe. You're really great at, t- at it, too, because you just you just allow people to talk. Like, you just allow me to talk. And then you ask me fill-in questions, which is great. Some people are like, we need to go through this list and we need to get through every question. But you're just, you're so conscientious of others. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I want you guys, uh, you know, I just always open it up with, Tell me a little bit about what you've got going on right now. Mm-hmm. Where are you at in your unit? What's going on? What are your kids like? Yep. And then as you're talking, I can fill everything in that I need. And then if we miss anything, we'll go back and hit it nice. at the end. Yes. But that's good because it doesn't like interrupt the flow. with yep. like yeah. It doesn't stop it with a question. Yes. You know? I agree. I love that. Um, and the th- something that you do that I really like too is that you come to the room. Oh, yeah. Which I love. I prefer that. I prefer oh, that. A teacher the, po- the other the day. conference yeah Not i in your office i oh. yeah i go to their room i prefer that i like to kind of look around and see mm-hmm. the classroom and i spend a lot of time in my office when i get stuck doing mm. you know testing and things like that right. like it, i i want to get out and Throw get out. into the hallway oh. that's and actually such a good idea because escape. then if we like it reminds us of like oh i want to mention that yes. oh i want to mention that it, that's happened so many times yeah. where they're like oh wait can i show you something and they'll go grab something especially mm-hmm. if you're in like sometimes like a science classroom they want to yeah. show me something mm-hmm. or oh, look what this kid did and, and they've got it right there instead of like oh i'll, I'll send it to you in an email you know, later or yeah. whatever it's they've got it right exciting. there yeah, yeah. And that's so good huh. one teacher uh the other day he was a couple minutes early so he like came and found me and i was like oh i was gonna go up to your room 
and they're like, oh, it's okay, but I do, I do prefer going to the classroom. Hmm. I like get you an admin that'll come to your room. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, because it really, d- I mean, it especially was helpful for me because I could like pull up different files and stuff. I like yeah. being yeah, able to have you my ha- board. Yeah, you pulled up a couple different things. So. Yeah. Um, cool. So we're going from the planning conference. We're going into the actual observation. Most times it, the first one's unob- unannounced. I almost said unobserved, but that <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. An unobserved observation. <laughs> so we're going into the unannounced observation. Miss Bud is really great at being like, it's going to be this week. Like as in you got, you got seven days from the time you do your planning conference to get it done. Mm. And she was really great about doing that. Well, you know, they gave us so much time between the, planning and the post-conference so everybody knows it's going to be within a certain time frame so I'm like it's unannounced I'll see you soon (laughs) (laughs) well and ideally I mean I'm sure this is for you ideally you wouldn't like your teacher that you're observing wouldn't do a whole lot different than they usually do yeah I can tell it is so obvious yeah when it is like a canned lesson like that's the one that they pull out it is so obvious that happen do people still do that is that a thing Yes, it happened last year. Uh, no. When that teacher doesn't work at our school this year. Uh, okay. No, that's yeah, well. well, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that'll it, happen. Yeah. That. So, you're walking in, you are observing the So, let's w- walk me through that that first unannounced observation. What exactly you you're staying in there the entire time? Yes. Yes. I have known uh, some administration that have left. Not because they're mad just because they're like, I've seen what I need to see, but you are thorough. I, I don't want there to be any possibility of somebody coming back and saying, Oh, but you missed this. Mm -hmm. I did this in the last 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and and you weren't there to see it. And so I am a bell to bell kind of gal. I'm staying the whole time. And the first thing I like to do is just, I want to look around like, what kind of structures do you have in place? Do the kids know what is expected of them? Mm-hmm. If can you tell? How can you tell that? It, uh, it's so funny because you really can tell who has good classroom management and who doesn't. What does that look like? Can you explain? So, yeah. So, um, a lot of times, you know, you guys are standing at your doorway. You're saying hi to your kids. You're greeting your kids. You know, you're doing your popsicle stick thing. <laughs> so, you got kids <laughs> in the hallway, but that's expected. They know that. Yeah. And then... Um, it's really interesting. Like if I go in and sit down, I just look around. Are the kids, are they all on their phones? Are they starting to sit down? Are they bothering to look up at the board to Mm. see if they need to do something? Because there should be something that they can go ahead and start working on. Some kind of bell Mm -hmm. ringer or intro activity, or at least some kind of general expectation whether you want their cell phone to go in a certain place or if they should always have you know their Chromebook out and ready to go those things should be set and it's just really obvious if those things don't exist right and then the teacher is trying to do something different because suddenly I'm in the classroom Mm -hmm. and so it is just noticeable the way the kids act you can tell if this is their regular everyday routine or Mm -hmm. not it it just becomes pretty evident Mm. and so you know I know that we work with teenagers and they're going to be chatty and they're going to be lively but when it's time for class to start are they ready are they Mm -hmm. on board are Mm -hmm. they ready to go or do you have to say something four or five times to get their attention? Yeah. And are they listening? Are they on their phones and their laps? Um, you know, those kind of things become pretty evident 
pretty early on as to what kind of like general structure and classroom management you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. So without us even saying anything or leading necessarily, it's also obvious. That's interesting. It, yeah, yeah, it is. And, you know, there's sometimes 25 to 30 of them in a room. So it's got to be noticeable if 25 right. to 30 kids are doing something or not doing something mm-hmm. and what that looks like. Hmm. And so because by now they know the general flow of what you yes. expect. expect. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, that becomes evident Interesting. pretty early on. Hmm. So my follow-up question to that would be if there are – so what's your – how do I – how do I – how do I say this? What is your cutoff in your mind between this is not the expectation that has normally been enforced and this is just this one child or this is just these oh, two kids yeah. doing something stupid? I think a lot of that has to do with the way the teacher handles it mm. and whether or not they address it or if it's something like this is minor, I'm going to overlook it. Um, I've seen a lot of really great examples where the teacher might just go and just kind of tap them on the shoulder Mm. um, or just kind of give them like a nonverbal reminder to get back on task. Mm -hmm. And so if it's one or two kids, you know, I, I know that. And thankfully, um, you know, I try to get to know as many students as I can. And so sometimes I know, oh, well, you know, that student does have X, Y, and Z and that impacts them in the classroom. Mm -hmm. And I know that, and you know, you guys know that. And so that might, um, handle how you work with them right but if it's the entire class (laughs) you know that red flags yeah evident of kind of just like a lack of classroom management i like that you are cognizant of that because Mm -hmm. there's always that one kid man it doesn't matter i could i could tell that one kid every single day for a whole week that there's something happening and then the day Mm -hmm. will come and he will act like he never heard it Mm -hmm. well sure i mean yeah they're they're teenagers in high school. Mm-hmm. We would be silly if we thought we were going to have a perfect class every single <laughs> period, every single day. So so we've, we've gone through the observation. You've made note of everything that you've seen. The post-conference happens. And what do you normally share during the post-conference? I normally like to start off by asking how you guys think it went. Mm. I hate know? that one. <laughs> Why? Because I'm so self-critical. Well, you're your toughest critic. That's always true. So, because we're always going to say, well, I could have done this better. Like, that's going to be our first reaction. Red flag if you say you didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) You would be surprised, though. Sometimes teachers, they'll be like, well, I think it went well. You're like, false. And and that's how we (laughs) can kind of gauge. Let's pull the cameras. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we can kind of gauge, like, okay, where do we need to go from here? Because sometimes you just don't know what you don't know or you don't realize Mm -hmm. it because you know like we said you're in your door teaching with your Hmm. you know you're in your room teaching with the door shut so maybe you don't realize that things are going better in a classroom across the hall Hmm. exactly maybe you just think that that is the norm or you are doing everything you're supposed to be doing so we can kind of highlight some of those areas that we can work on Mm -hmm. i try not to be too overwhelming like i'm not going to give somebody like a list of 10 things that they could improve on. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll talk about one or two things. Mm-hmm. And then when we come back later on, I would like to see those one or two things get better. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of go from there. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessary to like 
completely like, you know, break. I'm not trying to break anybody down yeah. or make them mm-hmm. feel bad about their scores. Um, so I try to, you know, the compliment sandwich. Like, mm-hmm. let's talk about yeah. things that went really well. Let's talk about something that maybe you can improve upon. And what would that look like in your classroom? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because what works for somebody and their content area might not work for another Mm -hmm. content area as easily. So just kind of taking something that they did, like, hey, I really, um, you know, this worksheet was fine, but how could we take it to the next level mm-hmm. or how could they have maybe worked with a partner or a group and then shared out right. just giving them like strategies mm-hmm. that although I so here's kind of going off of that like I had an observation one time this was not here in this district this was when I was in Ohio but I had an admin come to me and he had some kind of um, feedback like this didn't go very well let's try this but instead of like saying try this he like made it possible for me to go to a teacher that he thought did that really well and that was eye-opening on two different levels so first of all just watching her do that was amazing she actually was incredibly good at that but then also just him allowing that learning moment to take place at all like facilitating that like I think he even came in to my room and watched my class so that I could go it was actually my neighbor my teaching neighbor Um, like he came in and watched the class so that I could just go over there and watch how she did that like that was that was really, really incredible. Just not only to see like this, you could try this, this, but like, you know, making it happen. Like this mm-hmm. person does it well, go talk to them. Like, right. Cause it's one thing to say, Hey, I would really like for you to go and do this. Mm-hmm. And then your to-do list piles up right. and your planning period is already full of right. other things that you need to do. So it might kind of just like fall not by happen. the wayside, but yeah. him not only saying, hey, I want you to do this, but then setting it up for yeah. you to give you the time to go do that. Yeah. I wish we had more opportunities to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To I learn know from some each of other. Like, yes. you know. Yeah. You mean a PLC? Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> but it might oh, not. That. Like, she wasn't in my PLC. Like, but in my PLC, she wasn't yeah. in it. She was That's in That's because this was more than five years ago. Go to a different <laughs> well, she department. Was, yeah, she was a completely, completely. different department. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you said teaching partner. Well, neighbor. she was my neighbor, oh, but she wasn't neighbor. in my, like... I thought you meant, like, no, no, no. same subby. No, not mm. same subject. Different, okay. Completely different subject. I got you. Two different... Actually, it was two different ones, because I went to a math and I went to an ELA, which ELA relates a little bit. But either mm-hmm, way, they mm-hmm. were completely different, and they had different plannings and different... They were not in my PLC. That's... Yeah, that's great. But I'm just saying, like... It, I'm sorry. It, I just was... I misunderstood. Oh, yeah. No. No, she was my neighbor, like, physically next door to me, but she okay. was a different yeah, subject altogether. But anyway, just learning from each other because, you know... Yeah. Well, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Exactly. Like, it's, there's so many successful ways to do something right. in the building. So it's more so just, like, carving out that time. The time. So you can go see it yep. happen. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, we... We... we uh, teaching... Nobody wants to teach right now. No, so they don't. Ain't no time to be getting nobody to cover your class. That's true. <laughs> Teacher that was supposed to cover your class didn't awesome even come. Awesome sub today, like or yesterday. Yeah. For delete, so we she got was great. Yeah, good sub. Um, Hopefully our kids didn't scare her off. No, she, she said she, she was, was. She had a great day. Yeah. Good. Yeah. She said the students were great. Dilly has great good. kids too, so I think yeah. that is also like yes. really great. Um, so uh, we've we've been talking a lot about the activities and stuff that teachers do and i would love to see if you could maybe talk to us about one or two that have very like impressed you a lot since you've been doing this like strategies of of giving information oh yeah instead of like a lecture delivery it can be a lecture but it can also just be a some sort of creative activity or some sort of innovative activity that they've done that you were like really impressed by 
Good question. I think I am. Today was my very first evaluation of the school year. So I've got to think back to previous years. Honestly, for me, I think anytime somebody can get creative with what they're doing, and it's more than just guided notes. Mm. I mean, I do love a good PowerPoint slide. I really do because I do think it's effective. And sometimes mm-hmm. they just need to know the information. Yeah. But when they can take them and to the next level and get creative with it, whether they're um, making their own like TikTok or something like that. Like I think mm. some of our teachers have found really good ways to make the information relevant. So they want to do it. And so they're, they might be out in the hallway making their own TikTok video or something like that. That's going to stick with them because it's hands-on, it's engaging, and it's, it gets them up and moving mm-hmm. and out of the classroom. And they like TikTok. And they love TikTok. They're on it anyway. They're so. on it all the time. So <laughs> Y'all don't act like y'all aren't on it. I am. I am I'm yeah. not. I'm 100% <gasps> not on the topic. I'm not on it either. But I, do, I will say I do a few of those TikTok things. TikTok things, TikTok <laughs> things with my kids, and it's funny because after we do them, then they're like on their for you page. We'll have like German videos, and they mm-hmm. always come in and tell me, and it cracks me up because they made one in German one time, and so then you know TikTok is like, oh, they must speak German, or they must fluent. be fluent. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that they then get a lot of like German TikToks. So. That is fun. <laughs> that is cool. <laughs> so and yeah, they, and then they're like, I can actually understand what they're saying. I'm like, I know. What can I say? Um, it you know I think it varies between different departments because of course our students right now that in culinary are going to be cooking you know obviously Mm -hmm. that is something where they have to be hands-on but some of the other content areas it's a little bit harder like what can I do to you know make it so it's not just like a sit and get lecture kind of thing but I think you guys all do such an amazing job at like the creative side Mm -hmm. and um like Luke, I know you like play them different music videos and, um, you know, have like a bracket mm-hmm. instead of like March yeah. Madness. You guys are doing like different variations th- as it relates to your content area. And that's always really fun. And I think it's memorable and it's relevant. And if it's not relevant, yeah, it's gone. The yeah. kids every year, uh, it's like the, it's like they hear about it from other kids. They're like, are we going to do the music competition? I'm like, how did you even know about that? Isn't that great all? though? That means yeah. they're talking about Spanish yeah. class out outside good. of Spanish class. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, I give them reasons to talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but it almost happens like I went into, so I'm a, a mentor teacher. Um, and so I went into observe today and it almost happens without like even thinking about it, like watching, you know, I was like, well, you could do this or why don't you try this? Like, it, you know, your brain just like thinks of all my brain yes maybe it's, maybe it's not everybody's brain i don't know yeah but my brain just automatically is like well you could try this you could try this. but that's the thing right it's almost like automatic right like uh, you can yeah. just tell so you walked into the room you can mm-hmm. get a feel for the environment you could see what the kids are doing mm-hmm. and your brain the experienced teacher brain starts going well this is fine but what if we did this this right. and this yeah. and and so like that's the goal is like let's just take everybody to the next level mm-hmm. because we have so many varying degrees right. of experience within our building. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to take everyone back in time to when I first started teaching here <laughs> and Heather was my mentor teacher. Mm-hmm. And this was before we separated them out into mentor teachers for new teachers and just what do they call them? We're calling each other nest mates now, we are. which are people that have been teaching before, but are new to the building. Yes. Mm. Heather came into my room. The, the backstory is I had been teaching for four years before I came here mm-hmm. and she just sat there and graded. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I have to watch you 
but I'm going to grade. The county <laughs> said I have to do this in order to get my <laughs> stipend. Like, I'm pretty sure that you know what you're doing, so I'm just going to be here. <laughs> I love that. that <laughs> All was you needed was an estimate. You she was like, I loved what you did. <laughs> that <laughs> was it. No notes. It. I probably said, I'm gonna, by the way, I'm going to do that too. No notes. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. You're like, can I steal that from you? That was really great. <laughs> um, do you think that there are certain kinds of assessments that you find more effective. Well, first of all, I would hope that when someone's being observed, they wouldn't be giving a test or a quiz, but I don't know that. So, I mean, people be doing all kind of crazy stuff. Well, know. usually you could, usually you guys ask. Like yeah, that's true. But what it, what is in it? So uh, out of the observations that you've done, has there been any sort of assessing? It doesn't have to be a quiz or a test, but that was very memorable for mm. you, like a specific call out. Mm -hmm. She's really in deep thought. I really was in deep <laughs> thought right there. Wow. Well, I do try to be very, um, like when I am picking my unannounced observations, like looking at lesson plans to see, because I don't necessarily want to sit and watch you yeah. give them a quiz. Right. But I know that's part of your life. You mm -hmm. know, I know every minute of every day is not like this super fun time. Wow. Fun time. Wow. High energy. Mm hmm. It might be for you. <laughs> it is actually. It is for Luke. Not. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so if it's an unannounced observation and they're like, I'm giving a test today and I'm like, I'm, I'll see you another time. I'm, I'm out. Not, I'm out. <laughs> um, so off the top of my head, I know that's a horrible answer. Off the top of my head, nothing like crazy is coming to me. But what I do know, I like that you guys do a lot of like um, oral assessments because mm -hmm. I think in the world language department that's yeah. really important mm -hmm. you know having students just be able to translate uh, something on a piece of paper right. is so different than them actually being able to hear it and speak it back yes and so I think your the way you guys have your final exams set up is ideal mm -hmm. we, we try to assess that like that throughout the semester too but the that that whole switch has been very beneficial for us especially in the spanish world because it's so you you're going to have more opportunities to speak spanish probably in your daily life than you would no offense but german hey you know what you get out of here with your wow get here no it's i'm not getting out okay first of all i'm attached to the board so i can't you get still out can. but no, and i know that and i dress i dress that with the kids actually we talked about that like on day one i'm like i realize that you know you might not think there's a lot to this but I'm going to do more than teach you German. Like, I'm going to teach you how to do problem-solving skills. Mm -hmm. I'm going to teach you how to read a room. I'm going to teach you how to, like, all these things that, like, other people would love to teach you, but they can't because they got these standards they got to get to. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use German to do it, so we'll learn it along the way. But, like, I go ahead and dress the elephant in the room and be like, listen, I know. Yeah. I know you're not going to meet many Germans, but that's not only what this is about. It's about using your brain in a different way, and that's what I'm here to do. You're welcome. Yes, absolutely. Love that. <laughs> um, I think maybe just a final question slash thought really would just be if you were going to describe it doesn't have to be world language it can be any kind of educator but what would you look for in an educator who is excited about their job that wants to because here's the thing we all know out there in the education world there are people that are that genuinely want to improve and want to get better and every year they want to change so that they can not stay stagnant and stale and then there are the people that have been doing it for 30 years that don't want to change mm -hmm. so what are you what would you say is like the calling card or the optics of a teacher who is who wants that for themselves who wants like growth and who wants 
who is in excited about what they're teaching? Like, what do you see? What do you see? I think, you know, somebody who is looking for growth and excited about it is just not being afraid to try something different. Like, mm-hmm. make those changes, make those tweaks. Like, if something is not working, there's a reason that it's not working. Mm-hmm. Our kegs are not the same as they were, you know, five, ten years ago. So oh, we also have to point. adapt ourselves. Yeah. Because in our material and like everything that we do. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> and and everything, um, because the kegs are different. It's a different time and and. You know, we're not going to go back in time. This is what we have. Mm-hmm. The technology that we have, you know, the Chromebooks that we have, the, the type of... that they have. <laughs> the, exactly. And so we have to, I think, be willing to adapt. And then also, you know, and for new teachers, it's just that, not just like a willingness to learn, but take this and soak it in and learn how to use it. Mm-hmm. We have so many different apps and platforms and links and just taking the time to figure it out because they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like we if use anything, Skyward. We're getting more. Mm-hmm. We use Skyward. We use Google Classroom. We use Schoology. We use so many different things. And so just not shutting that out right. and not being like, I, that's too complicated. I'm not going to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Because if you take the time to learn how to do that, your life does get easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because a lot of these platforms have some really great things embedded in mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And so just being willing to take the time or ask questions. Right. Um, and I and know it can be extremely overwhelming. And I know that oh, yeah. for our new, the, like the new, totally new teachers, it is really overwhelming. And I always just say to them, like, just grab two or three that are helpful now. And then as you feel a need for them, ask us if there is one for that. Yeah. And then like just bring more in like throughout the years. Like nobody yes. expects you to jump in and get all 20 of them this year. Yes. Like Figure out two. the bare minimum. Exactly. And then go from there. How to put your grade, how to take attendance. Yep. Because people that are new to teaching that have years of experience elsewhere truly have no idea what they've gotten themselves mm-hmm. into. Mm. And they are like, wow, it is so much more than I thought. Right. Yeah. And ex- Which is good because like those all those the certificate classrooms that you're talking about down there, like automotives and things like that. Yeah. Like if we want to have them in here, if oh we yeah. want their knowledge in here, you know, it teaching is a whole nother layer. Like they have all that knowledge and I'm right. sure they feel dumb sometimes, which is awful because their skill is something that we could never do. Right. Exactly. You know? And yeah. so if we want to bring more of that in, um, yeah, t- that teaching just adds a whole nother layer on top of that of yeah, technology and all the things. Absolutely. I was thinking about another question as we were sitting here talking about new teachers, but the, so uh, for a new teacher that's never taught before, what is there, do you uh, observe or assess them differently? Like, I mean, obviously there's grace, like you're a very gracious person, but when you're looking at someone like me, who's been teaching for a hot million years, (laughs) and then someone who's brand new to the profession, what's the difference there? Like, not, not what's the difference in what they're doing. Obviously we're probably doing different things, but for you, what do you what do you have in mind when you're observing a new teacher versus a, a seasoned teacher? Oh, that's a good question. I think, like you said, I do have maybe a little bit more grace because I know that one they're going to be nervous, mm-hmm. and I can sense their nerves. Mm. And so, some mm-hmm. of the planning conferences, hey, it, it's just me; it's no big deal. Just I'm just coming to see what. Just show me what you can mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I think there is a sense of. This this is quite literally their first rodeo, mm. and <laughs> and that's okay. Mm. And so I just try to be really thoughtful with my feedback, and instead of making it 
um, like I said earlier, like just focus on one or two things, big things mm -hmm. that maybe we can fix that are probably going to have a really big impact on your ability to teach. You know, mm -hmm. if we can get your environment under control a little bit better, or if we can get the kids into maybe a higher level of thinking, like you're going to get so much more out mm -hmm. of them. Right. So just like a Is couple of little changes kind of changes everything. Everything. Is there, would you, can you tell a difference between nerves and lack of ability? Like, is that? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Sometimes um, a new teacher, like, they might talk faster than they normally would. Mm -hmm. And then they get through their lesson quicker uh, kind of uh -huh. thing. And I'm like, that, that was just nerves. Like, I can tell. Yeah. Whereas a lack of ability might be not having En enough things prepared. I mean, mm -hmm. we have an 84-minute block. Mm -hmm. That is a lot of time. That's a long so time. time. And so you can kind of tell the difference between being unprepared and just being nervous about what they have prepared. Mm -hmm. Right. Excellent. Cool. Well, I just want to say thank you for being on the podcast mm -hmm. with us. Thank it you has been for having me. Oh, absolutely. It's been our pleasure. It's been very enlightening. I think that especially for those teachers out there that are Maybe they don't get this sort of like FaceTime with their administration. Oh. I want to mm -hmm. say that to the administration of our high school, you guys are, are I've never felt like I wasn't supported mm -hmm. by you all. And that means so much. I think Absolutely. there are a lot of teachers that do not feel that way. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we are so supported and that we can have this FaceTime with you mm -hmm. to just talk about not even ourselves, but just general things that administrators look for when they're observing, I think this will be really, really helpful to people that are listening. So Absolutely. thank you so much for being here with us. No, thank you guys. I mean, I feel like we have a really strong team, like as a whole school. And I was talking to a brand new teacher the other day and she said, everyone has been so nice and so welcoming. And I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, and that's not going away. That's yeah. not that's not people being nice to you because you're brand new or anything. We are like a big family here. And um, I think we all try our best to support each other because, you know, we're all kind of in this profession together yeah. and it's mm -hmm. really challenging yes. and we wouldn't really make it if we weren't all kind of in Absolutely. this, in this boat together. together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that you make us feel like we're yes. in it together and not yeah. like you're above us. That's a rare other. thing. It's rare. It's yeah. very rare. So I know you've never been a teacher. Okay, but let me tell you, it's oh, rare. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, I, I, that was a joke. I was just <laughs> joking. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. Um, okay, well, as always, you guys, well, I think what would be really interesting is if you want to ask Miss Bud questions or if you want to ask any of, uh, any of us here questions, that if you could interact with us on social media, you can absolutely do that. We're on Instagram, at Linguist Lounge. You can find us on Facebook. We're Linguist Lounge on there as well. Uh, you can send us an email. Girl, do whatever you want. We'll respond however. Whatever makes you feel good. Okay? And as always, we look forward to hearing from you next time. See you later. Ciao. You going to say bye? Bye. <laughs>